This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for November 9th, 2020. I'm teaching a series entitled Greater is Coming. Greater is Coming. I don't know if you know this, but God made plans for you from the foundations of the world. And when you walk out those plans, you are living your life with this divinely implanted sense of purpose. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes 3 and 11, working through the ages, which nothing under the sun but God alone can satisfy, you will never be satisfied until you see out here, what you are seeing in here, that God put something on the inside of you and you are living your life with an outworking of the internal, greater is coming for you. Before I get into the message for this morning, let me provide you a quick missions update and then we'll get into it. So thank you for your prayers and your support. I went to the Dominican Republic, quick trip, uh, but thankfully uh, no more delay. So, you know, I've learned a lot dealing uh, in a third world, third world country with lawyers and the government and getting stuff done and all kind of stuff, but uh, and architects and engineers. But bottom line is we got through all of that. We're, we're getting our plans finalized. We're getting some things that are going to be approved, and then we can go ahead and start construction. So thank you uh, for blessing us to be able to build this school. We're going to build the school, two buildings. Uh, with The land is paid for. We're believing God that we're going to complete the building project debt-free. Uh, a building with 10 classrooms, a kitchen, office space, bathrooms, uh, eating area, and then another building, which will be the church. And so I'll, I'll share more information with you as we go. If you want to sow into our ministry, go to ripministries.org, make a donation. All the donations in the United States are tax deductible. So anyway, so now let's get into the word for this morning. Greater is coming. This is part 61 of the series, part 61 of the life of David. And the title of today's message is pursuing purpose. As a born-again, blood-bought believer, you got to live your life in pursuit of God's purpose. You are pursuing the purpose that God predestined for you to manifest, right, in the earth, that God may, that you are not a mistake, that you are on this planet. God is completely purposeful, and he sent you here for a divine purpose, and your job is to find it, follow it, and finish it before you die. Say amen to that. So you are pursuing purpose. In our last message, we closed out 1 Samuel, the whole book, like we finished it. <laughs> and so now we're in 2 Samuel. So, so today uh, I'm going to pick up in 2 Samuel. And as we get um, to 2 Samuel, I'm going to cover just a few verses. But let me kind of set the stage for you, right? So here we go. Um, David was there. He got word that Saul was dead and his Saul's sons were dead. And although Saul was terrible towards him, he was still his father-in-law. He was still the king of Israel. And David was a man of honor. So David honored him and David mourned Saul's death, right? He mourned it. He lost his father-in-law. He lost his best friend, Jonathan. He lost his former wife. All of, all of that gone, right? So that's it. It was a terrible situation, but he grieved. After he grieved, then although, watch this, although he knew he was called to be the king of Israel, that's clear. But he needed to know what to do next, right? You don't make assumptions. 
You want to be led of God. You want to listen to the Holy Spirit. Just because you know that in general, God called you to do something, that doesn't mean that, that, that you just say, okay, fine, I'm just going to go do it. Like not really understanding that I also need to hear from God along the way. So he, he inquired of the Lord. Um, he, he said, let me, let me find out what the Lord wants. And, and once again, he had a priest with him, but he didn't go to the priest. He went to the Lord directly. And he asked the Lord, he said, should I move back to one of the towns of Judah? Now, it's interesting to me, Israel had 12 tribes. At this point, David is still living with the enemy. And so the enemy that just killed Saul. So, so he's over there. And he's like, I know I need to move back to Israel somewhere. And he says, Lord, should I move back to Judah? Now, Israel had 12 tribes. Saul was from the tribe of Benjamin. David was from the tribe of Judah. And basically he was like, Lord, I want to go back home. You know what I mean? Like there's no place like home. Lord, can I go back home? It's like, and, and watch this. Listen, this is very critical for you to, to walk out your purpose. You need to ask. There are things that you have to ask God for permission for. That don't assume that, that yeah, just whatever you want to do, that that's the will of God. No, because if, if you do, you're going to make mistakes along the way. So he's like, Lord, I do believe it's your will for me to go back to Israel. I really want to go back home to Judah. If it's okay with you, can I go back home to Judah? And the Lord said, yes. The Lord said, not only did the Lord say, yes, you can go back home to Judah. And, and he asked specifically for Judah. He was like, I want to go home. But then he told him which town to move into. He said, the Lord said, okay, now go back and I want you to move into Hebron. And see, that's why you got to hear from God. That's why you got to have a relationship with the Father. That's why you, as you're pursuing your purpose, you have to be connected to the Father the whole time. And so he's like, okay, now, hey, we're moving to Hebron. So he goes and grabs his family and they move to Hebron. And the Bible says that as soon as he got there to, to Hebron and he was in place in Judah, watch this, that men came, the men from Judah came and they said, hey, hey, David, thank you for coming back home. And they immediately anointed him as the king of Judah, just like that. So now, wait a minute. And they appointed him as king. Now he was supposed to be the king of Israel. That means all 12 tribes. But right now he's the king of Judah, not all 12, right? So he's like, okay, cool. But the point here is that he is incrementally closer to God's overall expected end for his life. And he was still pursuing his purpose. He was like, I know I'm supposed to be king. I don't know how I'm supposed to do it. Okay, Holy Spirit, God, talk to me. Which way am I supposed to go? Have you ever been there? I know this is how I live my life almost every day. So what does this mean to you today, right? So you're like, okay, Rick, this is a good story and everything, but it's a Monday morning. I have a busy week. I got you. So do I. So what does this mean for you today? I have three things to share with you on this morning. As I share these things, I want you to rid your heart, your mind of all distractions, lock in three things here we go. You ready? All right. Number one, look at me. There is a path to your purpose. There is a path to your purpose. The writer of Hebrews told us in Hebrews 12 and 1 that we as born again believers are to run with patience the race that is set before us. Now, a couple of things we learned there, that, that the Bible likens our life to a race, right? And the Bible says that this race has been set or determined or predestined for us. So there's a race or path that is literally set before us. So God's race for your life, which, which is your purpose, is tailor-made for you. You have a path and I have a path. 
You have a path to your purpose. I have a path to my purpose. So not only do we have a God-ordained purpose, but we have a God-ordained path to that purpose. And this race has been set before us. And now the Bible instructs us not to just run the race, but to do it with patience. This series is about faith and patience. So David, watch, look at the path that David took. And, and, and what's crazy is that sometimes this path seems wild, but it's still the path that God set before us. So David went from obscurity, from a nobody, to a national hero overnight. He married the king's daughter. He moved into the palace. People were singing his name. Like, you know, he went, he was famous. And just when you thought he had it all, just when you thought, oh man, this is going to be easy, boom, things shifted. Saul wanted to kill him. He went on the run. He was in a cave. He spent over 10 years living as a fugitive. He had to live with the enemy, all of that. But here's my point. My point is that God already knew all of this would happen. And it was part of his path. See, God's ordained path to your destiny. Look at me. God's path to your destiny is not always going to be easy. And then when you add to that, Sometimes we bring stuff upon ourselves. David made mistakes along the way. You made mistakes. I've made mistakes. And sometimes we make mistakes and God allows us to reap what we sow. And so now we're bringing things upon ourselves. But here's my point. My point is that when you get back in alignment, the blessing is there waiting on you. David was like, okay, Lord, what do you want me? I want to go back to Judah. Judah, is that okay? He said, yes. Where do I go? Hebron. As soon as he got to Hebron, boom, the men were there waiting and they made him a king. When you get back in alignment, with your divine assignment, there's a blessing there waiting on you. Wait, you're saying, God, bless me here. No, I can't bless you there because you're out of alignment. So I, God can't put a, a, a yes where, where he already had put a no. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? And so when you get back in alignment with your divine assignment, at that point, you don't have to ask God to bless it. It's already blessed. So as you walk down your God-ordained path, this path to your purpose, there's a path there. Now, I'm not saying that while you walk down this path, you will be exonerated from challenges because that's not true. As a matter of fact, you may face more challenges than you ever thought you could face. But the difference is that God's grace is on you to overcome every one of them. So no matter how hard things get along the way, stay encouraged, remain focused, never, never leave God's path for your life because you know that greater is coming for you. And with each passing day, each passing week, each passing month, each passing year, you know that you are getting incrementally closer to God's overall expected end for your life. Say amen to that. All right. Number two, not only is there a path to your purpose, but there's a pace to your purpose. By the time we get to second Samuel, it had been over 10 years, 10 years since the prophet came and anointed David to say, Hey, you're the next king of God is ordaining you to be the next king of Israel, right? It had been over 10 years. Actually, it was about 13 years in total. Uh, um, so humanly speaking, you're like, dog, that's a long time. But God's timing is not our timing. When, when he was anointed, he was a teenager. He was 17 years old. He didn't know. He didn't know. He didn't know anything. But God called him and he was like, oh, snap, I receive it. And so how many times have you been there? Lord, you want me to do what? Okay, I believe I receive it. And you think it's going to happen tomorrow. No, God is showing you what he prepared for you, but now he has to prepare you for what he already prepared. And so there was this preparation phase. And so he spent 13 years getting ready to become king. And watch this. He becomes the king of Judah at 30, but that's still not the promise. The promise, and we'll deal with that tomorrow. The promise is king of Israel. That's going to come later. See, my point is that God will give you promises. 
But you got to know that there's also a pace at which these promises manifest. And, and, and there's, they're not going to happen before their time. So sometimes we as born again believers, watch this, newsflash, sometimes we get impatient, short-sighted, restless, and anxious. We want it and we want it now. But this series is about patience. It's about faith and patience. In James 1, the Bible says, this is what James said in James 1, 2 through 4. He says, my fellow believers, when it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties, you should see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. For you know that when your faith is tested, it actually stirs up inside of you the power to endure all things. And then when this patient endurance grows inside of you stronger, 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 it will release perfection or maturity into every area, every aspect of your life to the point where there is nothing missing and nothing lacking. So the, as a believer, watch this. You, you can get to the point where there's nothing missing, nothing lacking, nothing broken in your life. But for you to get there, you have to develop patience, patient endurance. Yes, greater is coming, but it's only going to come at God's pace. So your life will be much more peaceful and satisfying when you, when you accept God's timing, where, where, where you're like, okay, Lord, I know that Things are not going to happen before their time. So you learn to set your watch of expectation. You synchronize it with God's clock of manifestation. And you know that, Lord, I want, I know your things are going to happen and your promises will come true, but they will only come at your pace. And so I am going to be patient and align myself with your timing. Say amen to that. Now, your impatience, let me just say this as I close out this point. Your impatience is not going to cause God to speed up. Like, if you're not patient, God is not going to be like, oh, man, I got to hurry up. My daughter is upset with me. So let me hurry up and do this. <laughs> oh, man, I, I need to hurry up because my son is really impatient. No. As a matter of fact, watch this. Your impatience may cause delays because your impatience may lead you to do dumb things. And if you sow bad seed, you're going to get a bad harvest. You won't be denied, but you can be delayed because of your stupidity or my stupidity. So as a born again believer, we got to know that things are going to happen at God's predetermined pace. And we got to learn how to be okay with that. Say amen to that. All right. Number three. And finally, last point for today, there is a grace. So there's a, there's a path to your purpose. There's a pace to your purpose. Last one, there's a grace for your purpose. If someone were to meet David, and unfortunately this happens all the time. Let's say that someone were to meet David later in life. He's now the king of Israel. He got it going on. Israel's reigning. They'll say, wow, I would love to be that guy. But wait a minute. You don't know what that guy went through to get to where he's at. You just don't know. And so people see your glory, but they don't know your story. They don't know what you went through. You have the grace. You have the grace for your assignment. Me. I have the grace for my assignment. David was able to endure all of that. You know why? Because it was his purpose. And since it was his purpose, he had the grace for it. And, and you have the grace for your purpose, but you don't have the grace for my purpose. I have the grace for my purpose, but I don't have the grace for your purpose. So, so I don't have to be, this is where we can celebrate the diversities of giftings and callings without jealousy. When you know who you are and you know what God has called you to do, and you know that you have the grace for it then you run your race with your grace at your predetermined pace. 
And you don't, you don't get frustrated when you look at other people because you know that they have their own assignment, they have their own grace, they have their own race, they have their own pace. And so you're not worried about running theirs. You just run yours and, and you focus on being you. You got to be comfortable with being you. And if you are comfortable being you, running your race, at your pace, with your grace, not for worrying about other people, you just be you. And you be the man, the woman that God called you to be when you are living this way. You, you are so determined that to maximize your purpose and potential. You are so focused on arriving at God's overall expected end for your life that you know that God's grace is on you. You know the devil can't stop you. So you know that you, you really believe, this is how I believe, that you're not going to die because you're sick. You're not going to die because you're old. You're only going to die when you're done. <laughs> That's it. You are going to you are gonna keep living until you did, until you do it, until you complete your course, until you finish your race, like Paul said, and then you can give up the ghost. Say amen to that. All right. So let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, I thank you for making plans for me from the foundations of the world. You established my purpose and you also prepared a path to it. So by faith, I declare that I run the race that you have set before me with patient endurance. I journey down your ordained path, enjoying every encounter, good or bad, along the way. Not only do I have an ordained path, but I also have an ordained pace at which I run my race. So I don't concern myself with other people. They have their own race and their own pace. Someone else's pace may be too slow for me, so I will get frustrated. Another person's pace may be too fast for me, so I could get burnt out. I could kill myself trying to be somebody else. <laughs> no, Father, I have a tailor-made assignment from you, so I will follow my path at my pace with your grace. You have empowered me by your grace, to do what you call me to do. So I face every day with the confidence of knowing that I am graced to overcome every obstacle, accept every success, and maximize every season. Greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and... Prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org and sign up and get the messages. They're going to be a blessing to you. I love you. God loves you more. Listen, um, when you go to todaysword.org, you get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free when you put your email address there. So listen, go into this Monday morning, set the tone for the whole week. Know that you are pursuing your purpose. It is your purpose. There's a path to it. There's a pace to it. There's a grace for it embrace it all. I love you and God loves you more. Do me a favor. If this message has been a blessing to you, then leave me some comments in the chat and then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends. This may be one of those messages you listen to again, just to get encouraged. Go out there and be you. Go out. You only have the grace to be you. Don't worry about trying to be anybody else. Go be you and you will enjoy it. God bless you. I love you. God love you.